Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. My name is Kerry Murdoch. E-commerce merchants strive to answer questions from shoppers. That's because relevant, helpful answers presumably increase conversion rates. One company offers a solution that relies on past customers to answer questions from prospective ones. The company is turned to. Its founder and CEO, George Eberstadt, joins us today. Well, George, thank you for your time today. Jerry, thanks for having me. George, we're looking forward to visiting with you about your solution for uh, customer past customer feedback to assist to assist other customers in the purchase of a product. Uh, your company, of course, is Turn Two. You're the founder and CEO of Turn Two. Uh, my my first question for you is, what is Turn Two? Explain your product to us more. Sure. Turn2 provides a social question and answer utility to online stores and brands. It runs on the product detail page of a storefront and helps shoppers get answers to questions from people who really bought those products in the past. And you're the founder of, you're the CEO and founder, I know, of Turn2. When did you, when did you launch the company? We started this about four and a half years ago, um, but we first year and a half or so was focused on a related product line. So, you know, in internet years, we're probably three years old. And you, do you own the company? Uh, we're privately funded, mm-hmm. and we are based in New York City. Okay, all right, George. You alluded. You just alluded to. Uh, your solution of relying on actual past customers to field questions uh, for prospective customers, if, if I said that correctly. Uh, my, my, my question here for you is, with ratings and reviews, uh, general social media dialogue, um, many sophisticated merchandising features out there, why do shoppers need another method to investigate a product? It's a great question. Uh, Certainly, ratings and reviews are still the gold standard for customer feedback about products. And almost all the stores that use our system already have customer ratings and reviews when they decide to add social Q&A on top of that. Uh, I use ratings and reviews when I shop, love them, but the 
the thing is they're not always the perfect tool. There are a bunch of cases where Q&A can be really helpful. Like, for example, there are no reviews yet. The ability to reach out and get the product information you need is helpful. Or at the opposite end of the spectrum, there are 2,000 reviews and you don't really want to plow through all 2,000 to find just the answer to the question you need, being able to ask the question and get it answered, the more efficient way to find the answer. Um, there are some people who simply prefer to get their information in a more interactive way rather than researching for it. And there are people out there who are suspicious of the credibility of reviews and the ability to have a two-way dialogue with someone who has really bought the product in the past is a very credible way to get your question answered. But I think most of all, it's when the particular question that you have that's standing between you and a purchase, the answer just isn't contained on the product page or in the reviews. Uh, the ability to ask the question that's really on your mind and get that particular question answered uh, can be very helpful for shoppers and also you know, great for driving conversion from the store's point of view. Walk us through the process there just to follow up on on what you just told us, George. Just describe the process in terms of what a shopper sees, when he sees it, how, how, how the whole thing works. Sure, it's uh, very straightforward. When a shopper is on a product detail page, they'll see a button that says, got questions, get fast answers from people who really bought this product, or see five questions and 25 answers. And they can click anywhere on that utility and they'll be taken to the Q&A area on the page where there'll be an area to submit a new question. And all the dialogue that's already been captured is available. Uh, they can browse through the questions and the answers, or there's a search utility, so they can look up to easily to see whether the question they would ask has already been asked and answered. And then if they submit a question, this is where the sort of turn to special sauce comes in. The question will be emailed to people who actually bought that product in the past. So our approach, you know, different from others, which we unkindly call post and pray, you know, if you just post the question up on the product detail page and hope somebody who's bought that product in the past is going to stumble on it and answer it, you get just the tiniest trickle of answers. Um, and that can be very disappointing for a shopper who's asked the question and is expecting a fast answer. So to make sure that we really deliver on the promise of fast answers, we take that question and we email it to people who bought the question in the past. Oh. Now, I should say that... I'm sorry. Yeah, pretty much all the people, all the stores that use our system treat that email as a marketing email. So they only send it to people who've agreed to accept marketing communications from the store. And part of the integration is putting a feed of the opt-out list into the system so that those people can be removed from the pool of people who would receive the question. And then the question, then the system figures out from the remaining people, you know, who are the, what's, what's the right population to receive that particular question. And it does things like check to make sure that uh, no one has received a question too recently. The store, for example, can say, don't send a question to anyone who's received a question already in the last 30 days. 
so that they don't overwhelm a shopper with a past customer with too many questions. Uh, it'll randomize from within the pool. It does other you know, smart things to make sure the right people get the question. And then it emails out that question to people who've really bought the product. Do those... So that was you say... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Do those past customers know they're going to be getting an email? Well, you know, because uh, it's treated as a marketing email, um, those people have, you know, agreed to accept that kind of communication from the store. And the message explains, you know, very clearly what this is all about. It says something like, you know, to help make our store a friendly place to shop, we let uh, our shoppers ask questions about our past from our past customers about the product that they're considering. Um, and there's a very prominent opt-out in each of those messages. Uh, the two key links in the uh, in the question email, one says, answer this question, and one says, you know, don't send me any more questions. And just to give you a sense of how well-received this email typically is, on average across all the stores using our system, uh, that email gets answered at an 8% rate, whereas the opt-out rate is only 0.2% on average, which you know, most of our stores tell us that among their marketing emails, this is one of the single best performing ones with, with numbers like that. It, it gets answered on an 8, 0, 0, 8%. Is that what you said? Yeah, so it's a, the, the open rate on the question email mm -hmm. is about 30%, okay. and the click-through rate is typically about 10%, and then there's a small fall-off, and about 8% of all the people who receive the email actually submit an answer. Which, which means because that rate is so high, it means you don't actually need to send the question to that many people to get an answer. So typically what we'll coach our stores is you know, make 60 the target number of people to receive on any particular question. With an 8% answer rate, that means on average each question will get about five answers from past customers. Most of those answers come back within the first 24 hours and on average, the first answer gets sent back to the person who asked it within one hour of when they asked their question. So it's, it's uh, in the words we like to use to describe that are, you know, fast, reliable, multiple answers. So the, cut, the past customers, do they get paid anything for it? No, it's a, it's a good question. We have a few stores... Who've, you, who've integrated to a loyalty program, and they'll give uh, points towards the loyalty program as a thank you for uh, answering your question. But we haven't seen that that makes a huge difference. There's a small uptick in the answer rate from that, and it's certainly a nice thing to do for your customers who are you know, helping out your shoppers. But it, this, the, uh, the, the answers are clearly being driven mostly by goodwill. Or, you know, maybe it's just the people who used to sit in the front of the class with their hand up saying, teacher, teacher, call on me. Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the motivation, uh, it doesn't require an incentive. Um, then, of course, the answers get emailed back to the person who asked the question. So that person who is considering a purchase will get, you know, during the next 24 hours, what in some ways you could think of as, you know, five reminder emails of the purchase they were considering and all those emails in addition to the answer have a nice picture of the product and the big buy now button. Uh, and we do see the people who, you know, get those answers sent back to them often click through those links 
and end up making the purchase they were considering. Any correlation between uh, if if you're emailing past customers? I asked this, George, uh, just to back up for a set from the standpoint of a merchant. Of course, our audience is e-commerce merchants, so people listening to this uh, run e-commerce stores themselves. Uh, if I'm a merchant, I may be sensitive about uh, emails I'm sending to past customers because I want those customers to come back and buy from me again. Uh, is there any correlation or any numbers that you have between returning customers and uh, emailing those customers and asking them to help out other customers? Yeah. In fact, let me just uh, share with you some general statistics about the conversion effect of the whole tool, and I'll, I'll save that particular piece for my, for my last number. Mm-hmm. Um, what we see is that people who ask questions while shopping typically convert at a rate between 5 and 11 times higher than the baseline for the store. Now, obviously, that's a well-qualified pool. There are people who have bothered to you know, go as far as asking a question, but it's you know, 5 to 11 times is an enormous uptick, and you do see in the data very clearly people coming back through the, uh, through the buy now links and the question emails that get sent out and making a purchase very shortly after that. People who open the utility and read Q&A dialogue that others have posted typically convert at a rate between three and seven times higher than the baseline for the store, which suggests that just getting their questions answered from what's already up there, or sometimes just seeing the positive sentiment that often radiates through from a Q&A dialogue uh, is helping drive conversion. And then to your particular question, and this is something we didn't expect, people who come back to the store, past customers who come back to the store to answer questions, often stay and make what you know is presumably an impulse purchase while they're there. The conversion rate of past customers who come back to answer questions is on average two to three times higher than the baseline for the store you know, composed of people who are really there to shop. So again, you know, they're past customers. It's a well-qualified pool. But these are people who just came back to answer questions. They didn't come back to shop. Interesting. How much does it how much does it cost for our audience of merchants? What what will they pay if they use your solution? Sure, it's a tiered pricing model. Uh, you know, annual annual contract. Um, our smallest stores typically pay a few hundred a month for the system. Our larger stores pay a few or more thousand dollars a month for the system. Is it a fixed fee, or is it based on activity or transactions? Or uh, it's a fixed fee. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, you know the like I said, this, the amount of the fee is based overall on the size of the sto- of the store, and you know, we try and correlate it to value. But it's not a CPA kind of model. It's a flat annual fee once once the price has been determined. Okay, so the low end is a few hundred a month, and the high end is a few thousand a month for 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 big merchants. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, George, we did a study of shopping carts, and we found, I think it was 594 hosted and licensed shopping carts that have, you know, product detail pages and uh, 
where merchants can sell products. Those are English language shopping carts. So we have a bunch of shopping carts out there and a bunch of listeners, and we have a, a many listeners that use different different carts. Does your solution integrate with all shopping carts? That's a very fair question. Um, no, I, I couldn't put my hand on a stack of Bibles and say we integrate with every single shopping cart. There's about a dozen that we have live integrations with right now. Um, we have uh, packaged integrations with Magento and Demandware, Magento Extension and Demandware Cartridge. Um, we have a whole bunch of integrations on Volution and on Yahoo stores. Uh, a bunch more, sorry, not off the top of my head. I don't mean to you know, leave any of our uh, partner platforms out just because they're not front of mind. Um, and we do very well on you know custom and customizable solutions where it's easy to access the data. Um, so it's a it, you know it is pretty flexible. Uh, we you know, we we uh, aim to be able to work on a very wide range of shopping carts. So if a if a listener is using a cart on his or her business and the cart requires a custom integration, either a hosted cart or a licensed cart. How, is that going to cost them extra money? No. I mean, we, we know the landscape pretty well, so the first thing, you know, in, in, in any conversation, well, the first thing we'll ask is what platform do you run on, and if it's uh, one that we know we have trouble on, you know, we'll say what the limitations are. It tends to not be, you know, works or doesn't work. It tends to be more like there's some particular aspects of the pr- of the product that are you know are, we're not able to activate because of some you know integration aspect of the cart. Um, but we you know we charge a flat setup fee that's usually a couple months worth of the annual license, but we don't charge any more than that to do uh, you know to do the work based on what the particular cart is. Okay, George, we have just a couple of minutes left here. Anything else on your mind for? our audience, which, of course, is mainly e-commerce merchants. Sure. Well, you know, one thing I didn't touch on that I'd love to say is while, you know, conversion is part of the value here, another big part of the value is the SEO benefit, especially since, you know, the updates that Google has made in the last year, the Panda update and its successors, uh, having, you know, fresh, changing, user-generated content that's indexable directly on the product detail page, not on some subdomain, uh, is, has really become best practice for getting you know, SEO, organic traffic, uh, to an online store. And what we find is that reliably, turn to Q&A generates two to four times as much UGC as customer ratings and reviews. Uh, and all of that uh, through a couple different tools we provide can be indexed directly on the product detail page. So I would say of the, you know, the reasons why stores adopt this, uh, probably half of it is because of the conversion and also the loyalty benefits of the interaction that the system generates. And then the other part of it is from the SEO benefits that the system delivers. Okay. Well, for purposes of our audience, we've been visiting with George Eberstadt. George is the CEO and founder of Turn2, that URL is turn2networks.com. That's turn2networks.com. Turn2 offers solutions to for merchants to tap prior customers 
to help prospective customers complete a purchase. And George Eberstadt, the CEO of Turn2. We want to thank you for your time today, sir. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Kerry. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.